We thank you, O oh Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for you are you are truth. You are righteousness. You are holy. You are altogether wonderful. And Father God, we thank you that we are in we are in you. Jesus is in us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for this this um, mm, this divine connection, this divine exchange that was made. Oh, we thank you for that. We are born unto God. We're alive to you, Lord God, tonight. We are filled, filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Jesus is King. Jesus is King. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless God, don't we, tonight? Amen. Well, glory to God. You can be seated. We're going to start out tonight with prayer and uh, finish with prayer. Hallelujah. We're going to start out by praying the board of the way is meeting having a meeting tonight to uh, make decisions based on the building the sale of the building at 14585 highway 82 west hallelujah i've said that a bunch of times in the last (laughs) what two and a half years is that what it's been hallelujah so uh, they're going to meet tonight and um, hallelujah everything's turning out amazing but we're just going to uh, uh, believe God for their minds to be infused with the will of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. For there to be no division. Or uh, one, in fact, you know, one of the men that talks with pastors said, well, three believe this and three believe that. And well, no more of that. That's over. Hallelujah. And they all get on the same page and it's the right page in Jesus' name. Because this is not just good for them. It's good for us. Hallelujah. It's good for, I know it's not just good for us. I meant to say it's also good for them. That's how I meant. Hallelujah. This is a good thing. Hallelujah. They've already tried everything else. They've already looked looked all over town. There's nothing. They already said there's nothing. Hallelujah. They've already priced what it would cost, and they found out to, to build one, and they found out that what we're asking is uh, very near to what the man said he would build it for, and that does not include the land and, you know, parking lot and, you know, all the whatever, you know, certain land you have to dig septic you or, you know, depends on where it's at and whatever, but it has to be you know whatever and if they get in the city limits they're going to get under ADA you know you're supposed to be under ADA in the country but just nobody checks you know is the truth and uh, you don't have to have all the permits and all that kind of stuff so we they found out we're well within range amen we're just we're just right there glory to God glory to God hallelujah so praise God so let's pray tonight. Uh, let's pray a minute in the Spirit, and then whoever wants to say something out or someone can finish us off, however that falls. 
Father, we just lift up this uh, sale of the building in Coker, Alabama, and we just pray now by the Spirit because we don't know exactly how we ought to pray, but the Spirit Himself will make intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered and in this prayer language that you have given us. And so right now, Lord, we just... Holy Spirit, pray this through us Ayabataka Bahashiki Broshe Anamatiki O Yabataka Halabataka O Papabashi Nikaborse Edebete O Yamataka O Yabataka O Yabatiki Brote O Seseleteke Seke Anamataka Brata Kobo Boho Shah Ada Boho Shah Kabo O Rabataka Brata Kaho Shah O Rabate Kebrate Kibuse Kebrata, Ababaha Shaka Brata, Ababaha Shah, Ayabataka Buse Kebrate Kibuboho Show, Oyabate Kebrate, Oyabate Kebrata Goho She, Orabate Kebrate, Ayabataka Boho Shah, Asaka Brata, Ibobobo Saka Brate, Anamatiki Brote, Kebaba Shah, Ayabataka Batiki Brote, O Yabataka Bababa Shiki Brote, O Yabate Kimose Kebrata Kohosha. Hallelujah. O Sekebrate, O Yabataka Basha, Yamatiki Brote, O Yabatiki Hose, O Hayabate, Hese, E Sekebrate, Ayabate Kebrate, Ayabate Kebrata Kohosha, Ayabataka Bohoshe, Ayabatiki Bose Kebrata, O Solabati Kose, O Yabateke Se Dabata. Oh, ya batiki boshe, hold a bata. Oh, ya bataka brate. Oh, ya bataka babashi. Oh, ya bataka batike brote. Oh, la bataka brata koho she. Hallelujah, hasaka batiki. Oh, ya bataka brata koho she. Aba baba bahasha. Anama teke brata koho she. Ayabataka boho sha. Aba baba bahasa. Teke brate. Ora bateke brote. Anama teke brate. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, decree or declare or pray whatever came up in your heart as we prayed. And you know it went away, whatever it was. Yes, whatever. Glory to God. We praise you and thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the, your power. Anybody else? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and we had a good report from Chris that she got prayed for Sunday morning and was having... I knew that her back pain must be bad for her to come up for prayer here. That I mean, if you know what I mean. And so I knew she was hurting. And and uh, 
so uh, uh, she was immediately better by the afternoon and just progressively got better until you know and she's big exercise buff and everything so and she couldn't work out one morning i think to monday or something but by t by tuesday she was in full workout mode hallelujah <laughs> so amen we're thankful for that anybody else god's good god's good and uh mr uh davis is that his name? Yeah. Mr. Davis in Jemison, Alabama. I actually guess he's in the hospital in Clanton. I don't know where he's in the hospital. Somewhere close to Jemison. Anyway, he, uh, and that's Michelle West's daddy. He's still hanging in there. He's got a tear in his lung, and so they're keeping him real sedated because it said he, they say it will heal itself, but they, uh, if he doesn't jump around and stuff. And uh, so, uh, but everything's working without machines hallelujah so thank you lord <clears throat> anybody else i don't want to move on if you want to keep testifying hallelujah thank you lord well the the testimony the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy god wants to do it again anything he did for any of y'all he wants to repeat it thank you lord so let's turn tonight to james chapter 5 verse 13 and we're going to talk about prayer tonight. On Monday morning when Pastor and I prayed, I wasn't actually even thinking about what I was going to do Wednesday night. Actually, I kind of forgot that it was me. I guess it had been so long that I, was, that I forgot that I was up this Wednesday night. And so, uh, uh, but the Holy Spirit just came in upon me that morning or rose up in me is a better word to say it he rose up in me and i just knew that we were supposed to talk about prayer tonight kind of have a prayer refresher if you would because i don't know that i think i'm gonna i'm gonna probably talk about some basic things about prayer that you already know but i believe i'll be able by the holy ghost to give you some prayer tips that you that will help you in your personal prayer life and in corporate prayer and <coughs> And I believe by the word of God that uh, not only is this a refresher to recall to mind the things that we have already been taught and learned, but it's a refresher in the sense that uh, the Holy Spirit's going to stir up a greater passion inside of you for prayer. I believe that prayer is uh, uh, necessary for what God's doing in the earth. I believe it's necessary in a church. Uh, the fact that we have not prayed uh, every Monday since July is not a reflection on what we believe about prayer. We believe that a praying church is absolutely the will and plan of God. But um, I don't know. The Lord just wouldn't. He just wouldn't let us. I, I would try to go back, and it was just like I just didn't have a release to come back at that time to Monday night prayer. And I believe God was working some things out in me. I believe he was working some things out in us. And I, I think that really, you know, you can get where you're just on the verge of being burned out. And so I think we just had to step back and refresh. Um, and I, But I will tell you that just in the past couple of weeks, my passion, my desire for prayer has, even in personal prayer, has been revved up again. And not that we haven't been praying. We have been praying since July. But uh, 
I don't know, I have had more desire than ever before. And I think sometimes having a desire to pray comes from thinking right about prayer. And I believe I have some uh, clues and, or cues or whatever for you uh, tonight that will stir up a greater passion for you in prayer. But without prayer, a church is just an expression of the mind of man. With prayer, the church is an expression of the thoughts of God. Without prayer, the, a church is just an expression of the mind of man. But with prayer, the church is an exception, expression of the thoughts of God. And certainly we want to be an expression of the thoughts of God. In James chapter 5, verse 13, it says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We know the Amplified says makes tremendous power available. Uh, then uh, verse 17, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And, the, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Hallelujah. So that's enough. We'll stop right there. But we want to talk. I want to talk a minute about Elijah tonight um, because Elijah is the prayer example that we are given in the New Testament. He's really the only prayer example that God gave us. Uh, one thing we learn from Elijah and from what God said here in this passage of James is that prayer has to have an intensity. I believe also prayer has to have a focus. The uh, uh, earnest, heartfelt, uh, what pr I think the Amplified says, uh, earnest, heartfelt. This says effectual, fervent prayer, the King James, effectual. I believe that, the, that sometimes we have no focus in prayer, and that keeps us from having uh, a lot of desire to pray. We're not sure what to focus on that day. And um, I hope to be able to help us get some uh, understanding on on that tonight uh, and then there's got to be a determination to prayer there's got to be um, effectual fervent it's an ongoing thing in many cases um, uh, an, an, an earnest heartfelt a determined an unwilling to give up it the kind of prayer that here that's in James is the kind of prayer that keeps on praying past when it feels like there's no use going on and I know we've all felt like well what's the use or uh, you know if this was going to be answered it'd be answered by now but I, I want to encourage you tonight that when you have those feelings you're right at the door that's when you're right at the door of breakthrough you're right there when it's about to happen because that's when the enemy comes with those feelings wanting you to give up because the only way that you're not going to get your prayers answered or that we're not going to get our prayers answered corporately is if we give up yeah. i was thinking sunday how uh 
you know, we moved to Alabama, then we moved to Tuscaloosa, and there's been a lot of people pass through this church, and a lot of them just voted no. They, they voted with their feet, and they said no, and they went on their way. But I was thinking about how the Bible says there's only one vote that counts. It says, if God be for us, who can be against us? So if 500 people voted no, and God voted yes, we still win. Hallelujah. Because it's not according to man's vote, and certainly not according to carnal men's vote. Uh, religious men that don't want to change and, and that don't want to grow and that uh, aren't willing to even listen and hear, they want it like grandma. A lot of people that passed through this church, they were trying it out, but they wanted it like grandma had it. And if it's any different than what grandma had it, well, they're just not interested. But God, if God be for us. So when we get right at the place where we would like to give up or we feel like, it, we even feel like, you know, it just makes sense to give up. It's just, you know, we're, it's, it, surely it's wisdom. It's, you know, it's just any, any intelligent person would know that it's time to give up. It's time to, to, to just uh, turn out the lights. But that's when we are right at the verge because we know in the Bible says in Hebrews that it says, uh, well, it says two or three things. One thing it says is, if any man draw back, my soul have no pleasure in him. It says that. The, uh, uh, it says, let me, let me get over to Hebrews and say this other scripture is just kind of not coming up in my mind right now, but seems good to say this. But I have these things underlined um, in my Bible, and maybe you do. You may can find them better. Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And so let us hold fast. It says that. And um, there's another one that says, um, <laughs> okay, you found one. You, you, must, you must have already had to stand on that scripture. Hallelujah. 1038. Now the just shall live by faith. And that's, uh, if any man draw back, my, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Yeah, that's one. Uh, okay. Verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. So, uh, and then in verse uh, 23. It says of that chapter 10, it says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And so uh, just when at the time that you feel like you shouldn't, the Bible says hold fast. And so that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's when, you know, when you push past, feel past feelings in your prayers, that's when you're truly praying in faith. When you push past feelings. Amen. Uh, so in James there where we're at, it says the prayer of faith. Or in the Amplified, it says the prayer that is of faith. In one version, it says the prayer offered in faith. It's uh, hallelujah. Uh, every prayer has to be prayed in faith. Um, 
And so no matter what kind of prayer we're praying, we pray it in faith. So the prayer that is of faith uh, will save. And the word save there is the Greek word. We know this, sozo. And I'm going to give you some definitions of sozo. You may just need a refresher on what it means. But it means deliverance. It means preservation. It means soundness of mind. It means healing. It means material deliverance. It means to protect, to do well, and to make whole. So that's a big old word. It is just cram-packed full of the blessings and deliverance and salvation of God. And he says that it's the prayer of faith that will save it will save well, from whatever. Whatever is, if it's physical sickness, financial sickness, uh, just any um, area where there's not wholeness. Verse 17, he said, um, mm, hallelujah, Elijah was a man. I think we need to make real strong note of that, that Elijah was a man. The Living Bible says he was completely human. The Knox says he was only a mortal man like ourselves. And I think what the Lord's saying is here is when it came to prayer at least, and we know Elijah was a prophet, and we know he had miracles in his ministry, but I think what the Lord's telling us New Testament believers is is that he didn't have a special gifting. I think too many times we put people in a class that is a higher class than we are and therefore we've rendered the body of Christ unable to do anything and uh, nearly have a thing where you have to have you have to have a special person with a special gift come to the church for a special meeting to get anything done and even the pastor his gift isn't high enough it's not special enough but that leaves the congregation with like well what could we do well nothing so we've told the congregation you can't do anything and then we have a congregation of a lot of not here but in a lot of churches we got a congregation of people that don't do anything and so but when but that we've been changing that in the teaching and i know that the people that we've been studying after bill johnson and randy clark and uh people like that they certainly don't believe that randy clark says he doesn't minister from any special gift he ministers just like you do just from his believer's gift his believer's authority what we were given in christ and so uh, elijah was just a man that's what it says he was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three and six months. And he prayed again. And the heavens gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. Um, so I heard one person say this. And I agree with this totally. Elijah was a New Testament believer. He was, he was a picture or a type of the New Testament believer. But he had like passions as we do. He had the same affections, the same emotions, the same desires, and the same feelings. And he, by his prayers, stopped it from raining with his prayers for three and a half years. And then he prayed again and it rained. If we go over to 1 Kings 18.36, we see something about Elijah. We actually see the story. And there's a clue in there that I think is really important for our prayers. And uh, this should encourage us to speak up more, speak out more, be bolder, 
um, because um, he remember he was just like us, and so if he could do this, we could do it. First First Kings eighteen thirty six, and besides all that, we're born again, and he's not. He wasn't. So, Hallelujah. First Kings eighteen thirty six says. Um, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. I have done. So he didn't just decide, I think I'll just see if I can keep it from raining. But he said he did these things at God's word. So God had spoken to him. And told him, I want you to pray that there won't be rain on the earth for three and a half years. Uh, the New Testament equivalent of that is Matthew 18, 18, which says, Whatsoever things you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever things you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In 1 Kings 17, if you go back uh, a chapter in verse 2, it says, uh, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, This is Elijah. This Elijah, uh, he said, uh, the Lord God of Israel, in the top ver verse one, it says, the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. There shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. So Elijah, by God's, by God telling him, he got a revelation that his words were the key. It was his words that were the key. It was the words he spoke. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, and told him something to do, told him to get thee hence, and go to, to bound to the brook Cherith for the time, because this three-and-a-half-year drought was going to be uh, in session. And he told him to go down there. He told him uh, the widow woman would feed him there. Um, and hallelujah. So that's what he did. He went down there and stayed there. In 1 John 5, 14, we find the New Testament equivalent of that. And um, hallelujah. And we're going to get somewhere where I think that you'll see something maybe a little different or you'll be more inspired to do something a little different. 1 John 5.14 says, you know this scripture, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth, hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So that's the New Testament equivalent. So Elijah found out God's will. God spoke to him and told him his will. He said, I want you to pray these prayers, and then I want you to go here. And so he operated under the same principles of binding and loosing that we have to operate under. It's the very same principle, very same kingdom principle. The king, this kingdom principle worked in the Old Testament it, just like it works in the New. Only thing is uh, we, can, uh, we, we, we certainly have uh, more... Uh, we have authority to do this anytime. But we have, to, we have to be conscious of God's will in our prayers. It's important that we be conscious of God's will in our prayers. Now, if we do not find the will of God in praying, it's guaranteed we're going to be bored in prayer. You're going to be bored in prayer if we don't find the God's will in praying. In 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, Hallelujah. 
It says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as written, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. Have I spoken? We also believe, and therefore speak. So it's not enough to just speak words that need to be mixed with faith. It's the spirit of faith that gives the words power. And we also saw that back in James when he said, the prayer offered in faith, or the prayer of faith, uh, uh, is is what gives the prayer power. So we could be speaking... Um, and not believing, hallelujah, I shouldn't say that just across the board because God is amazing and sometimes we'll take our words and sometimes we're actually believing when we don't think we are. It's just our head arguing with us. It's not our heart that's not believing. Our heart's believing, our head's arguing, you know. And so, uh, but but if our heart is b- believing, then when we offer words or we speak words, uh, they have an effect. They work in... And, um, 1 Corinthians 3 9, if you turn there. 1 Corinthians 3 9. Hallelujah. For we are laborers together with God. We are God's husbandry. You are God's building. I like the one version says you're co-labors with God. We are laborers together with God. And uh, this is for God's will to be done on the earth. He's got to have us labor with him because of things that happened in in the Garden of Eden and with Adam, and then because of the things that happened when Jesus died on the cross and went into hell and defeated the devil. But we have to take the truths of the Word of God and the power of the Word of God, and we have to use our words for God in the earth, using our words in our hands, hands to lay hands on the sick, using our words to decree, declare, pray, establish His will. Hallelujah. So it's by, uh, it's by this spirit of faith mixed with words that we are, we are very powerful co-labors with God. Co-labors means that we're just working right with Him. We're working right with Him. And that's how, uh, now a lot of Christians are praying that aren't working with God because they hadn't got a revelation of this. They've got the revel- only revelation that they have of prayer is we've got to beg God for something we got to beg God for to do what he already wants to do. And some of our prayers are so unbelieving and so religious, uh, like, um, uh, like praying and begging God to heal somebody because, we, oh, God, we want to see this person healed, and we're just begging you. When you say things like that, and I know you're not, but when people say things like this, they're actually saying, God, I am more merciful than you are. Because I want you to heal this person, and I'm more merciful than you because I'm having to beg you to. I'm having to beg you to change your mind and heal this person. And so that's a religious, unbelieving prayer. Uh, and sometimes we even uh, can not, not, not pray, probably in that sense, but we can slip over there trying to beg God to do something. Beg God to do what it's, it's already His will to do instead of being a co-laborer with Him and agreeing with God and declaring and decreeing. And then and even, even if the things we do ask Him for, like when we prayed for the building to sell, we ask Him to move on men's hearts. We ask Him to change their mind about things. And, uh, but we, we didn't beg Him to sell this building because no matter what they decide... This building is sold. Oh, yeah. 
And I just believe he's given them first right of refusal, actually. I believe if they were to come back tomorrow and say, well, you know, we just don't think we're going to do this. Because they already, we've already told them, you've got a year lease, another year lease if you don't do it. Their lease is this. Their lease is you pay us every month, but if anybody wants to buy this building, you've got 60 days to get out. We've got, we hold the cards where the lease is con concerned because, they but they can't get out of it. They have to stay a year if they say they're going to stay a year. I don't know. That had to be the wisdom of God for pastor to come up with, <laughs> with that kind of a lease. Hallelujah. But, I mean, we don't have that kind of lease here. Let's just say that. <laughs> Praise God. No, we have to stick to it, and she has to stick to it. And hallelujah. And if she wants out of it, she's going to have to buy us out. And uh, if we want out of it, God's going to move on her and it's going to all be over. It just is, favor's not fair. It's just not fair. It, you know, when, <laughs> the, hallelujah. Yeah, we're blessed. It, and you know, I started to pray this out when we were praying that Nehemiah scripture, that this will be done according to the good hand of God yes. upon us. In Jesus' name, the good hand of God is upon us. We thank you. I tell you, we wouldn't be here right now if the good hand of God wasn't upon us. Because we've already walked by faith. And these, the people at the way, these men that are going to make this decision tonight, it's just one little step of faith. Because if they buy that building, their payment will be less than it's the rent is. So that's not faith. You don't have to walk by faith to do that. And, uh, and if they, uh, and the bank has already told them, yeah, you know, because your financials are so good, even though you were supposed to go two to five years in the building uh, before you, as a church, before you could buy anything, your financials are so good, we're going to entertain this right now. So the only step of faith is just to sign the contract. Yeah, that is the step of faith, and that's what we were praying, that they would have the courage to take that one step of faith. Hallelujah. So, and, and that the devil not get in and try to tear anything up, like bank changing their mind or something crazy like that, which that cannot happen. We bind that up in Jesus' name. So, um, hallelujah. Um, we are labors together with God. And we labor together with him by God speaking to us and then us praying and doing and saying what God wants done. 2 Corinthians 1.11. This is a kind of a hidden scripture that... That's not it. Yeah, it was hidden. <laughs> that was real hidden. Let me see if I see it here on the page. I've got it marked on the page in my Bible. I thought that looked funny, but uh, when I mar when I wrote that down, I thought I didn't think that was where that was. Okay, but anyway, we'll I'll, we'll skip that scripture. It's still hidden from y'all. God didn't want you to know it. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so uh, one of the things that that brings up the question of is how do we know what to pray about? And one of the ways we know how to, what to pray about is, uh, of course, we look in our heart. But then from when we look in our heart and we find us the topic, maybe for that day. Maybe you've sat down to pray in the morning and uh, you, you know, it's, if, so you're looking for what God wants you to pray about, the exact topic. Or maybe you're a prayer leader and you're looking for the exact topic, which is what I do and what Melissa did. And uh, she 
does when she's leading prayer and uh, other people that have led prayer. Uh, what do we pray about? And so we we go, we get these topics and we set this prayer agenda and in prayer we put it on paper. But then when we come to prayer, as we present these things before God, a lot of it's just trial and error. And it comes back to Acts chapter 15. And one of the things I've learned is I may write something on paper, but then I go with the Holy Ghost. And I'm trying when I'm writing it on paper to, to have the mind of the Spirit. But when I get into the prayer room and I've got something written on paper, written on paper, then I go with the Holy Ghost. And Acts 15, 28 says, For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost. Now, I may come into prayer thinking something seems good to me, but when I go and begin to pray, if the Holy Spirit doesn't take hold with me in it, if He doesn't take hold of it, and I don't, I mean, you know, I just, or sometimes I've prayed the whole prayer on Monday night, and I realize, well, I never even got to that one up there. Well, that's Holy Ghost leading us. Hallelujah. And so we, by trial and error, sometimes find what is his real agenda. You may get up in the morning and think, I'm going to pray for my kids. But then God may have you praying over here for uh, your pastor instead of your kids. I mean, or he may have, you're, you, you may say, I've got five kids. I'm going to pray for all of them. And you may do that in a general sense. But then you may, the Holy Ghost may be putting an emphasis on one of them that needs to needs to be prayed for that needs the needs to be spoken over uh, so one of the things that's really important in prayer is corporate prayer individual prayer your prayer closet at home is learning not to pray out of our head learning not to pray you know you are going to waste your time if you pray out of your head you're not going to accomplish anything god's not going to be moved and do anything and i know sometimes we all fall into it but a mind prayer, an example of mind prayer would be rote prayers. Uh, it would be memorized prayers that you just pray over and over. Hail Mary, Mother of God. That is, a, that's pretty rote, isn't it? Hallelujah. That's a rote prayer, a memorized prayer. Repetitive prayers. We know in the New Testament Jesus said not to pray repetitive prayers because he wants us to look down inside and get the Holy Ghost, get the mind of the Spirit, not just say the same thing every day. Hallelujah. But get the mind of the Spirit. Or then praying religious prayers. Those are mind prayers. And mind prayers don't do anything. And then there are soul prayers that we can pray. And that's not what we want to pray either. Soul prayers are emotional prayers. That's being led by the... You got up that morning you 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 heard, Oh man, there was another bombing in... Uh, there was another, whatever those are, missile. Another missile in Israel. And so we're praying emotional prayers because it's like, oh, our man, the news said this morning that the president did something and we were like, oh, my Lord, I got to pray, you know. And that's being led by the soul versus being led by, or the mind. It could be the mind, but it's emotion. But especially if it's if you're emotionally involved in it, and we don't want the devil. The devil's not supposed to be setting our prayer agenda. He's not supposed to be leading what we pray for. We're supposed to get up and hear the Holy Ghost. Um, Now, just because they're not emotional doesn't mean they're not passionate. We always pray passionate prayers, 
But what I mean by, and your emotions can certainly be involved. I mean, I've gotten some answers to prayer when passion and emotion overwhelmed me and I fell across the bed and cried out to God and something changed that day. I've had those kind of prayers, but the fact is the prayer was not based on emotion. There was just emotion in the prayer. So it's not being led by emotion is that that's important. Another kind of soul prayers would be selfish prayers. Bless me, bless me. God, I, give me a Cadillac, give me a new house, give me a new dress, give me a diamond ring. Those are selfish prayers. The Bible says we ask and receive not, but because we ask amiss that we may spend it upon our lusts. And it certainly doesn't hurt to ask for um, um, the, our needs. We, you know, we're to present our needs before God, although it's not even really totally necessary because the Bible already said he's going to supply all your need. Hallelujah. But you can just affirm, Lord, I'm believing you right now for a new refrigerator because this one's making funny noises or something like that. You know, <laughs> somebody's already got that. You better start believing God. Get out there ahead of it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, uh, and then manipulative prayers. I don't know if you've ever prayed this, but I have, and it doesn't work. And it's witchcraft. Besides, we don't want to do it. But when I prayed him, I didn't know it was witchcraft. But Lord, make Eric do this. Make Eric, please, Lord, make Eric come see his mama. Hallelujah. <laughs> please, Lord, make Colin do this. I'm telling you, that's whistling in the wind right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah i've already tried it doesn't work hallelujah lord make my wife clean up the house that's not gonna work hallelujah but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't pray about those issues but we have to go to our heart to find the key there's a key why your wife's not cleaning house if she's not i'm not I'm not talking to anybody in here. But there's a key. What's the key that unlocks that door? Why is she not doing this, Lord? I need to know how to pray for her. Because, you know, <clears throat> there's a reason. Hallelujah. Um, James 4, 2, I already told you that. So we, if we pray from our spirit, it will be fresh. Now here I want to tell you something. I think they'll really, really help you. You know, we're always here about in this church and have taught it several times, spirit, soul, and body, that we're a three-part being. And I think spirit, soul, and body probably gave me more understanding in the Word of God than anything I have ever uh, come to understand and encounter. Spirit, soul, and body, that we were three parts. And that it was our spirit that was saved and that our soul, our mind, will, and emotions uh, were being saved by the washing of the water of the word, by the renewed mind. But then and then our body also going to be saved when we go to heaven and in hallelujah. But um, here's thing, something that's going to even help you f uh, further. Um, hallelujah. I can't even find it on the page anymore. But um, you are more spirit. And you need to start seeing yourself this way. It will change you, I promise you. Because when I found this out, you are more spirit than you are soul. And you are more spirit than you are body. 
The Spirit is the pre... And you know, even when we diagrammed that in Bible college or when we taught it over in Coker, I mean, not Coker, yeah, Coker, but then we called it in Cottondale, you know, when we diagrammed it, we always put them the same. But that was not right. I would not do that again I, if I was teaching that again. You are more spirit than you are soul. And when you see your spirit as bigger, then you you start speaking by the spirit from your spirit and telling your soul what to do. You know, soul, you will be renewed. Mind, you will be renewed and you will take hold and you will grasp a hold of the things of God. You will grasp hold of the Word of God and you will not fight the Word of God, soul, any longer. I am spirit and I am dominating you, soul. And body, I am spirit and I'm telling you, you receive your healing. And I say nothing in my body can resist healing. Nothing in my body can, hallelujah, because I am more spirit than I am body. I am more spirit than I am soul. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, so we look in our spirit for what to pray and how to pray. And uh, sometimes it takes some time and it's not always easy. Um, but when you find the things that are in your heart to pray, you won't have to work up passion about them. It's hard to work up passion about things that are coming out of the head. Hallelujah. And when God is, God is not wanting us to just fulfill a, 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 a morning obligation. He's wanting us to co-labor with Him. First of all, He's wanting us to worship Him, spend time with Him, and love Him, and let Him love us. And let Him love us, and let Him put things inside of us that will equip us for the day. But then He's wanting us to co-labor with Him. He's not wanting us to go through a bunch of rote prayers or even rote confessions. Nothing wrong with confessions if, and using a book even. Nothing wrong with book prayers if the book prayer is inspired by God in the first place. And if the book prayer, if you mix your faith and put your heart in it, then it's, it's good. It's good. It, but uh, you are, we have to be led. So if we look in the Spirit for what to pray, for how to pray it. And sometimes it takes time. It's not always easy. The easy, quick way is to pray a head prayer and shut, slam your Bible shut and run out the door. But the 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 but the little more harder and and a little more work way is to listen to the Holy Ghost and pray an effective prayer that will change your life and other people's lives forever. A fruitful prayer. And then you don't have to work up passion about that. Let's turn to Proverbs 20, verse 5. We're about to end this, I think. Hallelujah. Unless we don't. Proverbs 20, verse 5. says, uh, counsel, in, counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. One version says the plans. The plans are in the heart of man. And so God's put things in our spirit uh, and he, we have to find, we have to draw them out of our spirit. Sometimes we draw them out by praying in the spirit, and when and then something comes. But the, I tell you, the most challenging thing I've ever done uh, is uh, get people to speak out what's it, what comes up in their heart, what comes to, because and I think uh, it just takes practice for one thing, and um, 
Hallelujah. And sometimes you'll never know if what that word that you thought of that you came to you was God until you speak out the word, because often it's what then what happens with the word when where somebody else adds to it or takes it that even confirms to you that, oh, well, that was God. But even if somebody doesn't confirm it, that doesn't mean it wasn't God. And one thing that we've had to learn, and I know you've learned it, but is that every prayer doesn't have to be a sentence. Prayers don't have to be sentences. God, prayers can be words like freedom. Freedom. And just when you say freedom, hallelujah. Or when you, it can be a pair, it can be a, a two words, it can be a, a half of a sentence, but it doesn't have to be, you know, and sometimes we fall into that, we hear a word from heaven and then we fall into that religious thing and we say, now, Father, you know that I just heard the word freedom, and Lord, you know, and then you're going to start talking about it and embellishing it, and it's going to be sir, it's going to be op- It's not even going to be on the same topic that God actually wanted you to decree and declare, because He was having you speak freedom for somebody that's uh, locked up in a been abducted or something over in China and is being used as a prostitute and. You just spoke that, and then here you get over here, and you start talking about freedom, and you know, and and you pray out the Constitution of the United States or something. And, hallelujah! And it's like God's like, get the, you know, praise God. And it was just a head prayer. When I say you, I'm not really talking about you. You know that. I believe. I really believe y'all already know these things. I'm just trying to encourage you in them to stay in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So look in the spirit. Um, So get down deep and find the things that are deep in your heart, not just what's on the surface of your heart, not what's just in your mind. Uh, Hallelujah. In corporate prayer, I think one of the main things to corporate prayer is we have to learn boldness and we have to be willing to take a risk. And I found that there, you know, there's two, you know, if one person monopolizes corporate prayer, you know, I know you say it's, I mean, you might think it's because, man, they just, and I have seen people, really, I don't think I've ever seen it in this church, but I can remember in our early days where somebody might monopolize prayer and they were just uh, maybe wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, and, uh, you know, or whatever. But a lot of times the reason people monopolize prayer is because we're not doing our part. And uh, we're not carrying our load. And so somebody's actually having to carry the load for us. Uh, And um, and it's kind of like, uh, I know I have left prayer before. I don't, I mean, this hadn't happened often, but I have left prayer before feeling like I drug everybody in the room, that they were just not flowing, they were not, Uh, you know and so um, that will cause that sometimes God is a faith God hallelujah so he uh, he uh, will give you one word sometimes he gives you a word and then you'll then you, you okay you got the word freedom then you'll see an image then you may hear another word and then you pray the impression you have 
And then when you put, these are the puzzle pieces God gives you, and then you put all that together and you catch on to what God is saying. So we need to follow those words that come to us. Follow them, not just don't, don't get so hurry to go, go, don't get in such a hurry to go on to the next one. Follow the word. We need to do that in corporate prayer where we pray, we stay on something a little longer instead of feeling pressured to go on to the next thing. And I do realize now more than I used to that sometimes if, I, if I'll just wait, that, that somebody will, because it takes us time to process those things out of the deep. They're not always just instantly there. And so we need to take the time uh, to process those things. Uh, so when we hear a word, we need to go a little further and follow it. Because praying is like snorkeling because you have, first of all, you can't sit on the bank. A lot of people just sit on the bank while everybody else, you know, is jumping in. But you have to dive in. And then when you're in the water, you're hunting for treasure down in the deep places. What do snorkelers do? They go down as deep or as far as they can go. And they're looking, maybe not to find something to pick up. Like maybe they, they're probably wanting to find a gold coin that a ship dropped or something. But really what they're, they want to see those coral reefs and all those kind of things they want to see those things and so we catch on to what uh, we we see those things and and we dive for treasure down in deep places and there is gold that can be found in prayer that will unlock the keys to your children and if you don't if your children if nothing's happening you need to go deeper you need to find the key now i've been more impressed with this than i've ever been and that is that literally there's a key to every person to unlock the situation of that person. And so I just even, like even in prayer, we've learned how we've learned. We've taken some classes. We've, we, and so we're following some uh, guidelines that are pretty general, but about praying for the sick and so forth. But, you know, a lot of times what's needed is to find the key for that person. Because if we just say the same words over every person, you know, I don't think we're going to get as good of results. Although we know authority works and we know be healed in Jesus' name works. And sometimes that's all you can do. That's all. But the, there are times when you can, you can ask God and you can go to your spirit and say, Lord, what is the key to this person? And I believe that that is important when it comes to Luke chapter 4 where it says, uh, God, God has, I have been anointed to... Uh, to uh, set the captives free. It says about four things there. Yeah. To set at liberty them that are bound. Hallelujah. And I believe that's key to that is to, fi to find the key. Find the thing that unlocks. Find because uh, um, people are tied up in things sometimes. And they, that has to be untied. Um, <clears throat> hallelujah. Prayer if done right is not boring. I tell you what, it's always good to ask the Holy Spirit. Show me how to pray, Holy Spirit. It's just never wrong to ask the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, I just want you to tell you, He's a co-laborer with you. Not only are we co-laborers with Him, He's a co-laborer with us, and He is not expecting you to do this on your own. He is just not expecting that. He is expecting. He wants to help you. He wants to tell you how to do it. He wants to give you the key. He's not withholding keys from us. He says he doesn't withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. So show me how to pray. The one thing the Lord said to me, now this is under my extra notes for tonight, but the Lord said this to me and helped me. He said, put yourself under the desire of prayer and not the law of prayer. 
You know, I lose my whoops to pray when I start beating myself up about what I hadn't prayed, when I didn't pray, how long I didn't pray. You know, oh, God, I don't understand. I'm just not, I just, I just, you know, when I put myself under the law of prayer, I get all out of whack where prayer is concerned. And I actually begin to not have a desire to pray. And so uh, when we have no desire to pray, we can ask the Holy Spirit to give us a desire to stir up our desire to pray. Um, and here's what the Lord said to me. He said these things to me. He said, we don't rely on the Holy Spirit enough. And I, I could see that, that I try to do, he wants to do, he wants to be involved in everything. He wants to help us with everything. We, he, we are not relying on him on, for everything and enough. He said, uh, we don't pray for ourselves enough. He said, most Christians are limiting their praying for themselves to just protection. They'll pray for protection from themselves, but that's just all about all they'll pray for themselves. And he says, you're not praying for yourselves enough. And there's a lot of play things we can pray for ourselves. The Ephesians prayers, we can pray for ourselves. And there's prayers also in Colossians and Philippians, we can pray for ourselves. But we need to pray for ourselves. The Bible said, remember he said, uh, to love your brothers as you love yourselves. Remember when it says to uh, love uh, your wife as you love yourself. For no man ever hateth, hated his own body, but cherisheth it. And uh, we are we are to let let where we are to um, we are to pray for ourselves. The one of the things the Lord told me that we see we always not always but we nearly always, and I think that's one of them. When we interpret scripture, we interpret it, uh, be kind one to another. When we interpret be kind, we totally put that on. I need to be kind to people. Oh, I need to be kinder. Hallelujah. But then we'll, we'll turn around and not be kind to ourselves in what we think about ourselves and what we say about ourselves. And the, another scripture the Lord told me, he said, you're totally putting that out there on other people. The love of God is shed and brought in your heart by the Holy Ghost. He said, you're totally putting that as, oh, the love of God is shed in my heart by the Holy Ghost so I can love you. I can love that person. And that's true. That is good. But he said, really, that scripture is talking about the love of God that I have for you is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Let me love you. And then the next scripture says, uh, uh, about Abba Father that you cry out Abba Father the love of God shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost he wants to love you he wants to love on me and a lot of times I just don't let him love me and he said we resist the Holy Spirit while trying to do the will of God the Holy Spirit wants to love on us or say something to us and we're like no I no, no no I gotta pray for I gotta pray you know <laughs> hallelujah and he said we almost never allow Holy Spirit to minister to us he said we usually limit that to healing we will let somebody pray for us for healing and if the pastor just insists and and says uh, everybody come up here for prayer then we'll do it and we'll take a little but uh what about in our personal time of prayer on a daily basis? How much do we let Holy Spirit minister to us? Holy Spirit, I need you to minister to me. 
And then he said this, the Holy Spirit wants to be a minute-by-minute presence with us. And we have usually put Holy Spirit, if we have any relationship with Holy Spirit at all, we've put it in the morning. And then most of the rest of the day, we just live with pretty much out Him. I mean, every once in a while we might, but He wants to be minute-by-minute a relationship with us, minute-by-minute presence with us. And this is going to take some changing on our part. We're going to have to practice letting him be a minute-by-minute God instead of a, well, when I get up in the morning, I'll pray, and the rest of the day, I'm just working and just going like a house of fire. But I'm, and how much easier would work be if we had a minute-by-minute Holy Spirit? How much easier would everything be if it was minute-by-minute Holy Spirit? Who is it? Um, Jack Taylor said, uh, the the Bible, the, the Bible does not say that the Godhead is Father, Son, and Holy Bible. And we, we actually kind of leave Holy Spirit out sometimes. And we have more trust in the Bible than we do in Holy Ghost. Not that we should leave the Bible behind, but we should certainly let Holy Ghost be a great part. Hallelujah. Let's pray tonight. I'm going to pray for us, and hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you tonight, and we express love for you just like we do express love to Jesus and love to our Father. Holy Spirit, forgive us when we've treated you like a a second-class part of the Godhead and put all of our emphasis on Father and Son and even the Bible. Holy Spirit, we say we need you in our life. You can agree with these things. We need you in our life, and we want a minute-by-minute relationship with you. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, and we know, we acknowledge that you're not going to beat up on us, you're not going to judge us, you're not going to condemn us, but you're going to be a helper. You're going to be a strengthener. You're going to be oh, a comforter. You're going to be a... Lord, everywhere we've been trying to change ourselves... And even being angry with ourselves because we weren't measuring up or we weren't. Lord, we ask you to forgive us and we start trusting you, Holy Spirit. And you're not just there to protect us and you're there and you're there to guide us. You're there to, hallelujah. You're there there to help us be those co-laborers with God and do the work of the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you, Jesus, you gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. Oh, Lord, help us see ourselves as more spirit. Help us see ourselves, our spirit as huge. And our soul is very small. And our body is a very small part. Lord, God, we ask you to stir up passion for prayer in us. Thank you, Father, that desire comes into us. Help us to see prayer as fun, not just fruitful, but fun also. Help us pray more from the Spirit and less from the head. Give us courage to speak out, to be bold, to help us learn the flow. And Lord, help us dig down deep for the treasure in our own heart. Father, I thank you that deep inside of us right now in our spirit, there are keys for situations in our life that have been totally messed up, total bondage, 
things that aren't working right now, that we find the keys down in our heart. Thank you, Holy. Does anybody have anything they'd like to add or say? I know when the Lord told me these things, he gave these things to me for me. That I said, I am not praying for myself enough. I saw that so clear. So pray for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, there's a precious presence here tonight. Thank you, Jesus.